Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. How are the Jamie here this week? Yeah. Brought to you by TrustedVegas.com. Why not? Uh, Trusted Vegas, a great website with all the best advice. If you know anyone who's going to Vegas, I bet Tiernan does. Who do you know that's going to Vegas soon, Tiernan? Uh, I don't know, probably some people. Maybe my nan. Your nan, know. tell her. Maybe. Check I will. out Trusted Vegas. Make sure you've made all the right choices. Um, uh, that's all. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. It's a beautiful evening. Last week, did you listen to last week's podcast that you weren't on, Tiernan? Yes, I did. I did indeed. Oh, and I was, how um... miserable did we sound? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably about as miserable as I felt, so it was, it was a good listen. Um, yeah. the, the sad moment, I tell you, this is this is terrible timing. I was listening to it, and um, as Ben kind of said, oh, he, he's been enjoying watching The Royal Family, mm. breaking news popped up on my screen that Caroline Ahern had died. Yeah. And so I blamed oh. Ben Hill. Well, you've brought the mood down, I mean, straight away. Yeah, Yeah. terrible news, yeah. All all kinds of... But have you, in in other news related, though, on the day we're recording this, Mm. uh, have you seen the footage yet, Tiernan, of Ken Clark slagging off (laughs) the Tory party off mic? So what does he say? What's um, So basically, uh, for the sake of history, if anyone's listening to this backwards, we're in the middle of the Brexit thing. Britain has left or is going to leave. The David Cameron has quit. Um, Boris Johnson has quit. Nigel Farage has now quit. They basically set a bomb off and both of them didn't believe it went off and then jumped ship. And um, we're left with uh, the Tories trying to pick a leader and uh, Jeremy Corbyn. That's all gone quiet. The Labour seems to have stopped. Yeah, because the Chilcot report will arrive tomorrow from the time that we're recording this, and that's going to ruin about half of the Labour Party. I probably. see. OK. Um, yeah. so, so what has now Ken Clark, an established... I like Ken Clark. He's a straight-speaking Tory politician. Yeah, he's one of the good... I think he's one of the sort of... You know, he seems like a human conservative, uh, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than a lizard or a robot, and, and that's quite rare. I think. <laughs> well, he's, mis- um... he's a misguided man, as all conservatives are, but he's one that came from the working class. So, although And he... he does love a good jazz session. He does his own jazz show. Does he? Does mm. he? I did not yeah. know that. Um, so, yeah, although he still has the mantra, you should be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, he forgets that he was lucky enough to do that and not everyone can do that on their own. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, as uh, you know, a nice man. I would be happy if he was Prime Minister. I'd be happier. What has he said in secret about the Tory party? Uh, one of the lovely things, well, he, he's commented on pretty much everyone. Uh, he's, he's mentioned that he didn't think that uh, Andrea Leadsom or Boris Johnson are actually in favour of leaving the EU. They've just done it, uh, basically, for, for power. Um, what was the... He made some... He said... Uh... 
Michael Gove, didn't he? Which he, said some, he said Michael Gove, if we, Michael Gove was leader, I think it's just something like, we'd, we'd be invading three countries by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it, that was it. That was brilliant. But, but, but he did us all a favour by getting rid of Boris or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but amazing. Is, he said Theresa May is a bloody difficult woman, but uh, the person, who's, I can't remember who he was talking to, well, but he just said, you and I work with Margaret. Malcolm Rifkind. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, for more like this, listen to Tiernan's podcast, which is yeah. the partly political broadcast. Partly well, political this, broadcast. This week's one could have been replaced by 45 minutes of me screaming into the microphone. So, uh, you know, enjoy that. Well, it was <laughs> difficult. I listened to you one on the Brexit, and and you have the same problem that we discussed with Armando Iannucci last week, which is almost like uh, you, you can't... You can't satirise this. It's so ridiculous that there's almost nothing left to say. It's difficult to blow the lid off something that is so clearly missing a lid. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's changing every day. Like I've never known. I mean, not that you know. I, I came to politics quite late in my life. I think sort of in my sort of mid to late twenties. And and uh, but it, everything is changing within twenty four hours. Someone else has resigned. Something else has gone wrong. Someone else is accusing. So you know, it's, it's blowing up in a crazy way. Oh, it's the most I mean, entertaining yeah. things have been in a long time. Which is absolutely good. yeah. <laughs> well, like that's the, that's the bad thing. But I always think it, this is terrible for the country. But for me, it is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it makes my job very easy. So, you know, Except, as we've just shown, you could do doing a daily podcast. It's, you know, it'd be better to do a lot of thirty-second podcasts because just to keep up with it, you, you know, the news passes so quickly. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, check out Tiernan's podcast. So on tonight's podcast, Tiernan uh, will be kind of chairing our chat later about a box set that he has chosen, I Zombie. We'll be talking about that before then. Uh, Jamie has done a chart. What did I want to discuss? Oh, by the way, I would like to state for the record that there isn't enough West Wing. Oh, what are you on about? <laughs> Seriously? It is like you're... What? Are you joking? I've gone full circle on the West Wing in the last sort of three weeks. I've watched every episode and I've caught up with myself again. And I'm like, oh, I was just watching this last week. And um, I... <laughs> I'd also like to state that people say there's this common cool thing to say that when Aaron Sorkin stopped writing The West Wing, it got boring. And you mentioned recently this, I think, Jamie, but I agree that actually the last two series with with Santos involved and stuff. Oh, the better, the better. I really yeah. do think they're better. Aaron Sorkin is a great writer, but you can hear Aaron Sorkin's voice in everybody's voice. Really fast talking, way too long sentences for human beings to speak. And whilst it's brilliant and poetic and musical and all of that it becomes as a refreshing change when you get to the later stuff and some of those last series i think had done down too much and i wish that they would find a way to carry it on because uh, yeah you, you forget that those first couple of series you, you only really have three series that are actually in the west wing in that world that you want to be in with leo and everybody uh, and then it moves on now it moves on too quickly not enough time. Have you thought about some sort of Kickstarter or petition to try and get Netflix to take it? Uh, maybe I'll just write fan fiction and we can all play the parts. Who, oh, yeah. Who, who you could write you some erotic fan fiction, Howell, about Josh Lyman. I don't no I, no one mentioned eroticism. Yeah, how about how you were thinking it? You no, were thinking it. No. You were going to do some dirty scenes with CJ Craig. No, I wasn't. What uh what part would you play if we were to reenact it, Jamie? 
Toby. Would you? Would you want to be yeah. Toby? Uh, what about you, Tiernan? I have no idea. This sounds like something I don't want to be involved in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on a minute. <laughs> Unless, I, I will happily, I think you should call it West Wang, definitely. Uh, other yeah. than that, I don't want any part. <laughs> See, it is, an, it is erotic fiction. There I you go. I think, uh, there's no way you'd be Toby, Jamie. I mean, just dream on. In what, what world would you be Toby? You think you can hold that kind of gravitas? Yeah. You're right. Can pull that bad boy off any day of the week. Yeah, you'd be a security even... guard at best. Come um, on. Okay, Jamie, you've done something. Yeah, I just thought because it's halfway through 2016 and it did actually get me thinking um, about how much really brilliant TV I have already watched just this year, just in the last six months. And so I put together a top ten and it's not. And sure, it's not just top ten. There's actually, you know, there's there's more than ten. There's I've I've, I've accumulated all the stuff I've watched this year and just come up with the top ten things so far that I've watched that I think are truly brilliant. Let me talk you through the top quiet, ten. Quiet day at work today. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did this at home, Howell, after a hard day working at the BBC. Twenty sixteen's top ten by Jamie so far. Number ten, American Crime Story, OJ Simpson versus oh, yeah. the People. Now that's brilliant. Number ten, wow. That's a number ten. That shows you the standard we are working at here. Yeah. And number nine. The Walking Dead, brilliant uh, season, this one, back to top form, although the uh, season finale left somewhat uh, a dissatisfied audience. At number eight, Orange is the New Black, back on form, season think? four. Ugh. I think it's been better this season. I think uh, it's been a lot well, better. Well, I'm two and a half episodes in. I've literally just paused oh, it to do this. You know what? It's a lot, it gets a lot better. Okay. They finally realise that they need to give Piper, if she, even if she's not the most important character, she has to be given something. She has to be given a decent role within yeah. the show okay. and they've realised that and they've taken it on and it's and, and the show seems to have found its its tone mm. and its rhythm. Uh, number seven, House of Cards, back on form as well after a week yep. season three. Yep. Uh, at number six, Broad City. This is one that uh, Marsha might have mentioned as well. Brilliant comedy about two Jewish girls living in New York. Uh, at number five, Man Seeking Woman. Are you still watching it, Howell? No. No, we should be doing it. Brilliant. The problem is that both with that and transparent is that they required Amazon Prime, and I couldn't face the eighty quid, so I'd cancelled it after watching the first couple of episodes of those. So, so I would if I was inclined to go illegal, but I'm not. I, I would continue with those. Well, you should uh, get back on it, Howard. <laughs> have, you, have you watched it all, Tiernan? Yeah, after um, listening to the pod that you did about Man Seeking Women, straight went through straight through season one and two, like in in about a week, just uh, just devoured them. I, you know, I, I thought of all the people who would like it, you'd love it because it's very much like a comedian. It's like almost as as if you can imagine a comedian taking an idea and just rolling with it on stage and taking yeah. it to these bizarre kind of surreal um, conclusions and. It, Feels very much like a comedian show in that respect. I thought you would uh, get a lot out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's got that. It's, um, like one, one. I mean, I'm sure it had other writers, but it's Simon Rich that wrote, wasn't it? It's like it's one person's show. It's got yeah. one 
direct vision to it like community did and you know uh, in the first few seasons things like that and I, I really appreciate that when you just go one person's gone this is what i want to do and then they've done it it's brilliant mm. yeah can i ask does um does transparent make it into this list uh, well, let's find out. At number four, no, the if, Americans. If it's, a, if it's a no, say so now. <laughs> it's a no. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me just uh, say, because we were on the subject of Amazon Prime, Christine, who I work with, uh, got in touch with me. She has had an operation in hospital, and she's got a long time lying in bed recovering, and she's been listening to our podcast. So, Christine um, messaged me furious at us. She's watched both season one and two of Transparent oh, and yeah. says that we're totally wrong oh. because with what everyone said, it's real characters. You're not necessarily supposed to like them a whole lot, but you should like them for the fact that they're real and it's brilliant. And uh, so, yeah, there we go. Another wow. another resounding cry at us for being yeah. wrong on that. Sorry, back to your chart. That's the chart. Number four, it's the Americans. Brilliant 80s Soviet spies, married couple with two kids living in America in the 80s. How did they get on? Season, uh, I think it's season four or five I've just watched, really ratcheted up the tension. It's a show that takes so long building but it does it so well and it's so honest about what it does. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant spy thriller. Mm, uh, this is on th- oh, yeah, this is on Netflix, isn't it? This is um, no, this isn't no. on Netflix. This, is, this will be an Amazon. How will oh, okay. be an Amazon? Right. Okay. Right. And number three, Bob's Burger, the most joyous, joyous <laughs> animated comedy I've ever seen. And it's no, there's no cynicism to this at all. This show. That's what I love about it. It's a family who own a burger bar, mm. and it's just, it's just, full, it's just, they're just wonderful. The kids are brilliant. Uh, that must be funny. why, uh, for the same reason, you know that that's why I like Chuck, because it's not cynical, which is why I'm sure we're going to hear that in the top two, because you'll have watched it. Well, yeah. let's continue forth. Yeah, so Bob's Burger, I, I do recommend it, you know, if you're looking for a new animated com- yeah, I'm comedy. Tempted. I'm tempted. It's so yeah, good. It's got, and I tell you what, it's got some of the best comedy songs I've ever heard. Like, they really make some brilliant comedy music in that show as well. Uh, and number two, Better Call Saul, season two was an epic, brilliant uh, wonderful series, once again, brilliantly crafted by Gilligan. And at number one, it has to be, it's got to be Game of Thrones season six, which was a true thrill and just magnificent. Just benchmark really was does. Raised. When you think back to the season before, you really do realise how poor the season before this yeah, was. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. But it's I mean, just... Just, I mean, and and the season before would probably beat a lot of the things in the top ten anyway. But this is mm-hmm. just on another level. And you know I what? Think, that fine, that finale was amazing. Yeah. Oh, what? well, you know, when it came after episode nine, and you thought this can't get better, and then yeah. they did that finale, and you went, "Oh yeah, they've done it. That's pretty good." I, I read a really good article uh, in the AV uh, Club, uh, and it talks about how that episode almost feels like it's a different show. Like it's got this different pace to it, hasn't it? It kind of, mm. it felt different. It felt like it felt Battle very much like. Well, it was five yeah. or six minutes longer, or seven minutes longer than the others. And the reason that, you know, I think it feels different for two main reasons. One is that they only had two settings. Um, they were short time over it with Daenerys, and then and then the second one at the battle. There's no spoilers here, by the way. I know. Um, and the second reason is that. 
it doesn't take much like five or six or seven minutes is quite a long time in TV terms and mm. um, what it meant was in the middle of the battle if you remember there's that particular moment that they hold on for ages and you think uh, that it's going to go one way you know um, mm. it, basically the drowning scene and in a normal TV, you know, the beats of our internal rhythm of watching something expected that, that was going to be the moment the credits rolled. But because there was another six or seven minutes, it allowed them to dwell on that and then bring you back. So it, it kind of worked, I think, on our expectations and our yeah, internal rhythm of TV. That's what yeah. I think. <laughs> superb, superb. Well, that's stuff. an excellent list, Jamie. I'm glad. I'll tell you what you've... didn't, I, and I'll tell you what didn't make it in there. How Line of Duty season three yeah. didn't make it in there. Veep didn't Sarge. make it in there. The Night Manager didn't make oh, it yeah. in there. Uh, Master of None, the uh, Aziz Ansari oh, comedy. Kimmy Schmidt yeah. didn't make oh, it in no, there. Now this is just wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this list is a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, yeah. Certainly, Kimmy and uh, Aziz Ansari would be up there, possibly replacing. Yeah, the, the recent Beckles series or... of Veep has been brilliant. The most recent was fantastic. It. It's really good. I'm still finishing off Parks and Rec because it's been released two episodes at a time on iTunes every week. Um, ah, it's just so good. It's so good. What season are you on to then? Well, I'm not sure what the number is because they just number them, but it's got to where uh, Anna's left and having a baby. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So I'm presuming it's near the end. It feels like it's winding down. Is that right? No, I think there's a few seasons after her. Oh, crikey. Okay. I think so. Yeah, there's seven seasons overall, Jeez. and it, it ends. It's one of those. It's one of those shows that ends beautifully. You know, okay. they they wrap it up so lovely. Oh, it's, I just love it, and I think it beats Brooklyn Nine Nine for me. You know, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine, but the the in Brooklyn Nine Nine the fast pace has to win over everything, and with yeah. Parks and Rec they really get into a character driven situation. I, I recommend investing in Parks and Rec if you haven't. It's it's so mm. good. Um, so, is it time to move on to Tiernan's? suggestion this week let's do it Tiernan suggested that we watch a box set this week Jamie and I have watched that box set uh, the first episode of that box set and Tiernan obviously is recommending it because he likes it and loves it and we're now going to fight Jamie and I don't know what each other thought of it no um, no so idea what I'll do is I'll, I'm going to try and hand over the reins now because I think we need as has been mentioned before in these situations we need somebody else to MC when I'm giving my <laughs> opinion so Tiernan uh, you are now host of the box set part congratulations Okay, thank you very much. Um, right, well, uh, the show is Eye Zombie, uh, which is a, a comic book adaption um, of a comic that, uh, oddly, I hadn't read before I watched the TV show, which never normally happens. Um, and it's basically the story of the brilliantly named Liv Moore, who uh, is a medical student, and at a boat party, she gets turned into a zombie, and she wakes up next day desperate for brains. Um, and she ends up taking a job at the morgue um, in the, uh, p- uh, the police station there, and um, she finds that when she eats the brains of the victims of murders, she gets their memories. And so the show becomes a kind of weird zombie comedy drama crime story all at once. Uh, and it's got lots and lots of humour to it. I, I kind of see it as a bit like a, a modern day Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what I put it. Um, with a kind of really strong female lead. And uh, it very much is aware of what it is. Um, you know, it's it's 
I'd, I'd assume it's probably aimed at teenagers, young people, but I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's quite fast-paced. It's got very fun characters, even though they're all annoyingly attractive. Um, and, yeah, it's especially kind of over the two seasons, it really builds and grows. It's got a lovely feel and pace to it with, with certain shots starting with a, a picture from the comic books and then fading into that proper shot. And, uh, mm, yeah, mm. just... Um, it uh, really appeals to everything I like about a show. Um, so yeah, is that that's a fair enough something up? Is that you, yeah. how many episodes have you guys seen? Just have you seen one of them each, or just the pilot? Just the one, a pilot, and right. a little bit more, perhaps. Yeah. The pilot and a little bit more. Okay, so uh, I'm re- I'm scared to ask. This is this is a show that I genuinely <laughs> I genuinely love. This I'm very excited about season three. And I should also say one thing as it's been discussed in this podcast before, mm. the lead is female. Her two best friends are an Asian man and, and a black cop. And that is that never happens uh, in any TV show, apart from maybe Orange is the New Black. So um, it's quite amazing. Um, so, uh, go on, Hatwell. What did you What did you think? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, can I answer a question with a question? You can, yeah. How old are you? I'm 35. Hmm. <laughs> I entirely agree that this was made for teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> I I also agree that I like the transition at the beginning of scenes from a comic book shot into a real shot. Here's how the meeting went when they were coming up with this show. Walking gets huge. We need to cash in on the zombie thing. But it's too gruesome. We also need a teenage girl audience show, like The Wonder Years, for example. We also need a procedural crime thing. <laughs> we also need a British science-type guy and a goth girl. Misplaced love? How can they all mix together? Ooh, a zombie is an outcast who needs to learn to love herself. Much like the Wonder Years, but with way too much narration. Well, you see, now where I'd immediately counteract that is that you've only seen one episode. Um, It comes from uh, the Vertigo DC comics, which are kind of like the darker comics, actually, of the DC world. Uh, That's why DC never kind of called DC comics, they're called Vertigo. And I would say that as it goes on, it gets more gruesome. The murders get pretty grisly. Uh, The storylines develop a lot more. Um, Well, it was a potential... Dexter, I mean, it was maybe. It just, what it was, Tiernan, and I watched the whole pilot, which is quite long. I was really surprised that this was your recommendation because, I, like, there was so much narration of the kind of, I was just thinking, I wanted to be a normal girl and I wanted to marry the love oh, of God, my I, life. Oh, God, they do that in the and pilot. To be fair, that stops after the episode one. Does it? Um, I'd completely forgotten. Yes, um, there's no narration. As I, cause I'd completely forgotten that happened. As far as I know, there is no narration throughout any of the rest of the series. Pretty sure uh, that episode two stopped. started with narration. Uh, really? Pretty sure. But, <laughs> yeah. It's but, definitely... There hasn't been any throughout the whole of season two. That's what my memory's fresh as Good, gone. good. Um, They've made a good decision. The humour really... Like, there's an episode in season two, for example, where they visit the set of a zombie TV show and complain about how there's too many of them and how hack it is to do a zombie TV show. It's very knowing and self-referential. Yeah, it is. But then... Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it is. I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. Right. (laughs) I enjoyed it, like, maybe 15%. And... And I, and I kind of like the idea, but it just felt so 
box ticky and predictable i was never surprised like as soon as she had her first flash into the mind of a killer it was like at that point you know everything that's going to happen from here on everything you know everything that's going to happen with a fiance you know everything that's going to happen and again we as i know we always have the four episode rule but the pilot very much is bam this is everything that happens and then and then it does take off from there there's a there's a kind of there's a, a certain story arc that goes over the first series and then the second one that uh, arrives over the second series that the second series ends with quite a, a crazy climax and another very kind of dark change in direction um so i think there is a lot more to it than than each than a kind of simplistic plot but each episode does also have the very basic structure of somebody is murdered she eats their brains and finds out what happens with the kind of subplots all happening around it so yeah but that's i mean it's a procedural in that sense and that's fine but again there's just that kind of the lack of surprise with it it reminded me of watching the pilot of the new supergirl which i also also thought was just so teenager and so awful really um and i did you know like i said on this podcast so i think that might well be it's pilot season they make these things and then they wait and they see how they test and they see how they work it really is a rough draft if you like that will Mm. then be changed so it's it is difficult to judge things on that but i just couldn't believe i was just like tinan is Tinan loves this. Well, I, just... I would also say, like, I was quite a big Buffy fan, and I think I think this has got a lot of airs, the same sort of air about it, you know. Mm. In the, uh, it's def- I think it's got definitely. a very bright sense of humour. Ravi, definitely, as the series progresses, gets an amazing sense of humour uh, and gets some amazing kind of cutting remarks. He's brilliant. Well, that's um, good, because at the moment it, yeah. it all seems a bit token, and I don't mean about race. I mean about, um, you know, British, uh, sure. British scientists sort of thing. Jamie hasn't expressed an opinion. I right, will so be quiet it, now. Well, I, I'm surprised you don't like it, Howell, because it reminded me of Chuck. Um, mm, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Look, actually, I, in I, the same I, sort I of like, tone and the, 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 the sort of offhand, the offhand characters. Well, you know what um, I was concerned and about? Also the... Was saying this to Tiernan, because I remember Tiernan was very supportive of Chuck, and I did have that same thought. I went, look, this is a, a thin on-the-ground piece of entertainment, if you like, and Tiernan was very supportive with mine. I think the difference being that it was such an introspective teenage girl diary thing. It was about being an outsider and trying to discover who I am in the world. And Chuck very much isn't that. It's a it's a sci-fi adventure yeah. no, nonsense, you know. Well, I, I mean, I like the concept. I think I like the idea. It's, it's a new, it's a nice twist on the zombie thing. She's a zombie, but she's trying to pretend she's human. And she eats brains and she gets the uh, memory of the person's brains and help solve the murder. I like I like it as a concept. I actually think it's a very like nice concept for a show. Um, and I thought the the main girl in it, who I've never seen before, Rose McIver, was very good. Um, I didn't like the plot of the first show because basically this is, this this was one of the things that annoyed me a little bit about it was that. The plot was basically the guy who was the murderer in the show was murdering prostitutes because cause he had his, cause his, his ring was stolen, yeah. his, his wedding ring. Yeah, well, I think he was a psychopath. I, I, I think his logic was... was a bit flimsy. Yeah. Does the um, bad guy Blaine turn up in episode one, or does he not turn up till... No. 
Is he okay? So he he's quite a bit. I don't know if you ever no. watched Alias back in the years ago, um, but he was one of the main bad guys in Alias. I'm trying to remember the name of the actor now. Um, but he becomes a kind of a main villain from episode two onwards, and I think that gives the show an extra edge to it as well because he's particularly uh, nasty, uh, but also again quite sort of dry sense of humour to him. Uh, which is yeah, really- yeah, because it, it's. I think it needs something. I think you. I think I'm glad that it's got some kind of a bigger character, a bigger darker character coming. To 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 test her because it feels like um, it needs a good villain. I mean, I, I I will also be honest in that this is not a TV show I watch in the same way I'd watch, say, Better Call Saul. I watch this for brain dead enjoyment, uh, no pun intended. I get and that. you know that kind of proper switch of your mind and go right. Let's just an hour of this is going to be fun. Uh, you know, I it's I'm I, I'm going to sort of know where it goes to an extent. But I would I would also say that I think it does definitely develop past the pilot point to kind of I mean as with every TV show where it fleshes out the characters again pun not intended um, you know <laughs> but I'm glad that you made this choice you know I I, I, th- I wish more people on this podcast would be um, it would be unafraid of watching things that are popcorn and that we shouldn't apologise for it I, I really want to make it clear that I hate inverted snobbery and I hate the idea or just snobbery sorry and I hate, I hate snobbery of any kind and I hate the idea that um, it might sound like I'm going this is a bit uh, cheap but but as you know I am a huge fan of everything Disney and the and the Muppets and Chuck and you know I love all that stuff I, was, I just thought that when ranked against those things this pilot episode is very much at the bottom of those things for me sure um, and so but you have persuaded me to continue you know i again it's this is the power of this podcast when you get to know somebody whose opinion that you believe that you trust then you should carry on park some wreck you persuaded me to carry on with that and as i've said it's one of the best things i've ever watched it's brilliant yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I just, I, I definitely give it a few episodes and see, especially, I do think that the character Blaine, I, I can't remember the name of his, uh, Jamie, you normally have these things off the top of your head. I can't remember the name of the actor that plays him, but he's he's a brilliant villain and it really does give an extra kind of uh, edge to it, definitely. Um, so yeah, give it a few. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath <laughs> or my hopes up really, but... I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to we on... On, no, no, I think it's I think it's it's probably quite a fair assumption. I mean, I I should say as well that I'm a sucker for TV adaptions of comic books because I'm I'm a comic books fan, mm. um, and so that was the main reason I I went to this in the first place because the comic books are are quite. Had you read them already? No, not not properly, which is is rare, as I said, for mm. for a TV show. Normally, I've read all comics first, but um, I've, I've read a little bit of them uh, and quite enjoyed them. Well, perhaps uh, if I knew that it had come from a genuine comic, then I would have had this kind of more, less cynical underlying belief. I expected to be scared. Yeah, I, you oh, know it's what? Not, it's not scary that, at all, ever, yeah. But I think one of the things it needs, like, from the first episode is an element of danger, though, because um, if it's so blasé about the whole her becoming a zombie and life and death become... It's quite a blot... It's quite sort of throw away with how it all happens that you kind of lose that element of fear for her life or fear for what happens to her as a character and i think and maybe that changes as it gets a better villain or the 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 dangers change to her life and the characters that you care about in it but it needs it feels to me like this show has a it's got quite a nice like 
comedic style to it. It just needs more danger in there. But that's because to, it's a to, teenage to... girl, Jamie. Uh, you know, it's it's going. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what? I broke my arm. It doesn't matter. So what? <laughs> I, I became a zombie. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even care. I don't even care about yeah. anything. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to go. You know what? I can't control what my mom thinks of me. I can't control of what my fiance thinks of me. But I can control whether I enjoy myself tonight. <laughs> that was uh, that was quite upsetting, uh, but strangely arousing. <laughs> I think Tim and I, I was I was much more looking forward to ripping into Tim. And I've now that I'm doing it, now that I've done it, I feel cruel, ill-informed. I feel Should. like I feel bad. I Should. feel like I've just crushed and stood on a puppy, and and when I what I wanted to do was go tin and what happened to you at the age of thirteen, because it's Arrested Development. Why are you watching this? Well, I do stand up comedy as a job. Of course, I've got Arrested Development. But the thing is, like, it is iZombie is very popular and it's rated very highly on like IMDb. It gets quite high ratings on on Metacritic, and uh, so this is a popular show. You've been very formal and critical and used your brain a lot. What did you feel when you were watching? Did you enjoy? Did you? Did you? <laughs> you know what? Why halfway are you, why through, human, Jamie. Where's the emotion? Halfway through, I know. Halfway through, I was actually thinking, I would. Uh, I'm looking for a new. I'm looking for a new light-hearted show. This might just fit the bill. Sure. And That's good. I was worried you were going to I... say I'm looking for a, you know, <laughs> fan or something. You, you suddenly remembered that you had to, you know. Take the rubbish out. <laughs> That's what that sounded like you were going to. <laughs> no, I actually halfway through, I was getting quite into the um, into it. I, I just felt like the I was disappointed by the end, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to stick with it. But I did feel a little bit let down by Tin. the way it ended. The instant feel, yeah. Did you just annoyed me a bit at the end? So you're looking for a light-hearted box set, Jamie. Um, just we just do Chuck. If you finally watch every episode of Chuck, I'll shut up about it forever. Yeah, but I'm doing Eye Zombie now, Howell. But it's crap compared to Chuck. <laughs> Tinan, Tinan, you don't know any better. Go for Chuck. Uh, How far ch- through Chuck did you get, Tinan? I watched uh, an episode. Jesus, please, both of you, <laughs> Tinan. I will swap you, Eye Zombie. I right. promise right. I will carry on if you promise you will carry on with Chuck. All right, that's how I can do that. You were right about Parks and Rec, okay? I said the same thing to you about Chuck. The first season, yeah, it's good. There's some funny bits. Stick with it. You're going to freaking love it. You're going to love it like the characters in Parks and Rec. You're going to love it. I might I might consider going back to Chuck, okay? All right, I might consider it. Right, what's next week? Christian. Is it Christian? Oh, yeah, yes. Silicon Valley, isn't it? Silicon Valley, Silicon Christian. Valley. Okay, so next week, Silicon Valley oh, with Christian. Week after that, we've got to do Gilmore Girls. Yeah, 9th of oh, August, no. Gilmore Girls <laughs> with Mel. There you go. There you go. Oh, okay, all right. Right, okay. Well, thanks very much, Tiernan. 
off you go. Um, That's all right. Put your Avril Lavigne album on and go and slam your door. <laughs> I, I I really hope to to you know in a few episodes time when you're when you're a little way into eyes on me that you uh, you regret this horribly. Yeah, so do I, and I hope that you two regret <laughs> not picking up Chuck sooner, which you're gonna do. Thanks for ruining one of my favourite shows. I'm sorry. Don't cry. Oh, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. If there's any consolation, uh, I am going to watch it all just to um, just do it. But you've got to carry on with Chuck. All right. All right. Yeah. Done. Done deal. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Fair play. See ya. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>